Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. everybody and welcome to a Cowboys roundtable with no plan whatsoever. Hi, my name's Jeff. That's Havid Delman over there. And that is corporate Vach Lombardi. <laughs> Vach Lombardi used to be a man of the people. Now he's a man of the corporations. Uh, I am now a man of the people. And so you're all welcome for me being a real person. And uh, Vach and Dave are very corporate. Very Fox related. That is a huge lie. Even though I work for a corporation, we still keep it thoroughly gangster around here. So fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Language. Took the words right out of my mouth. Much more eloquently than I would have done. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Here, I'm going to send the a link in the chat right now on my channel uh, for Havid Delman's new YouTube channel that has no videos on it yet, but, but he has 700 and something subscribers. We're awaiting. We're awaiting a launch date. We're trying to trying to convince Dave that side hustles is where the money is and owning your product. And he's like, "Yeah, sounds great," but he hasn't done any work. He just takes. He just receives all the. It's June, my dude. Like we, I mean, you know, football season is right around the corner. We will. We will get to all of those things. It's almost July. I'm gonna sleep on. Uh, I'm gonna sleep on the floor at Dave's place at training camp. Watch sure. you coming to camp. <clears throat> I'm not trying to sound like Hollywood or nothing like that, but yeah, I think the volume is like funding me to go to camp or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, we're just, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. You know, now whether I'm media credentialed or not, that's up in the air, but for sure I, I will be, I will be around. So for sure, sir. For so sure. Vach and I'll be in the stands because I don't know if I'm going to have a credential either. I'm working on it, but we don't know. Uh, so Vach and I are going to be in the stands, which is only 15 feet from Dave. It's not like you can't see shit from the stands. I'm sure. Care. We just, we just can't climb the fence and shit, but yeah, it's everything cool. Everything straight. Or you can do what I did last year and just sneak back that month. The funny, the funny thing guys is like being in the stands is arguably better because you're further away, but a, uh, you're not under any of the guide, like the media guidelines, like you can do whatever you want. Whereas, you know, we've got people policing what we're allowed to do and you got a better vantage point. Like you can see a hell of a lot more of like what's going on, especially from like a scheme standpoint when you're like up in the bleachers than when you're down on the field. Yeah. I'm going to uh, send out all the videos that John Michaud is not allowed to send out like when, yeah. they tell, when they tell him to stop it. That's right. When I'm going to start spending, things. they can't tell me stop it because we finna get all the views on Twitter playing. Boy, what you mean player? <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, you credentialed me if you wanted to do that. Oh, so I'll just stream the whole practice. You can. There's no rule saying that you can't. Not even, even on like a ticket. Doesn't say don't do that. Mm, just walk in. I mean, like, what they gonna do? Kick you out, player? Like, what they like, like, like they let you in with the camera? Like, there's plenty of people that walk in with their tripods and their cameras and their tents and their, you know, what I mean, snacks because they just plan on being there all day, just recording. And you know, shouts out to Law Nation. Me and him went uh, last year. Law would take a video of Dak like doing lunges and touching his toes and like stretching and like up fifty thousand views of Dak. 
you know, warming up or whatever. So it's 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 wide open for us. Though. Oh no, I'm gonna hit go live as soon as practice starts, and I'm just gonna hold it. But Jeffrey, we live in this land of like the low attention spans, bro. Nobody's gonna watch an hour of Dak stretching, but they may click on a 10 second video of Dak stretching. You, you you gotta learn how to look. I know I work for the volume now and I'm a little corporate, Jeffrey, but you gotta understand I was a YouTuber first, you know what I mean? And and, and you always gotta go for them short clicks when it comes to content like that, bro. You're gonna learn, man. Just just you know, you know, you know, hang around, my guy. Hang around, you're gonna learn. I'm just here. I'm just here for all the money. Uh, I need all the money. I've I've had some. Uh, I've made some poor decisions in life, and so everybody out there, just make sure you stay viewing and watch all the ads. Uh, oh, and Christopher says, if I wanted to sponsor your show, how's the best way to contact you? I don't know. Email me, jcav85 at gmail.com. Formula's in the building with the super chat, mm, and he said, Hellman, gonna miss you so damn much on Cowboys.com. Why leave the best job ever, Dave? Ambiguity. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few answers to that. Um, the, you know, uh, what's, what's the phrase? Like you never, you don't, you want to be comfortable, but you don't want to be complacent. Uh, you know, I was there for nine years. It felt like time to do something new and challenging. And then, uh, you know, the cynical, realistic answer is also that it pays a lot better. So, um, yeah. So the bag. Yeah, sure. A chance, a chance to do something new and challenging while also being, uh, very well compensated for it. That's the answer. So you're going to be covering a different team, Dave? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm doing the same job uh, for Fox Sports that I was doing for DallasCowboys.com. I will uh, damn near everything I was doing for the Cowboys, I will eventually be doing in some capacity. To be blunt about it, I don't know 100% what that looks like yet. I haven't even started. Um, my start date Hey, look, okay, guys, I know my camera sucks, Kyle. Oh, okay, you, really, you want you want the We're gonna get you a camera. We're gonna get you a camera. You know, we want the brutal reality of what this looks like. Um my computer with the Cowboys was a company computer. I had to give it back. So I am using Kelsey Charles's like 2014 Mac Razor, Razor flip phone camera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm between jobs right now. Like I said, I haven't even started the new one. So like just bear with me here. Hmm. I don't have a job either. Like I said, Botch is the only corporate one here. Uh, yeah, I 100% have a job. Uh, tune into the volume at 3 p.m. Central Monday through Friday to come see Vosh Lombardi live, produced by Will Steele. You feel me? Just come on. Man. With the guns out. Sun's out, guns out, and the sunglasses. Oh, by the way, guys, there's something I have to do real quick. So if you guys could both just shut up for about 45 seconds, because uh, I'm also corporate, and I want to thank my partners at Bet Online, who continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can get all the latest odds, news, sports developments, Dave's big on Wimbledon. He'll probably put some money down on Wimbledon. You got MLB going on, fighting UFC. news. UFC Saturday for sure. Yeah, even next season's NFL future. So get on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and get into the action. It's bet online where the game starts. Okay, have people, um, just if you have something you want to talk about, just send it in because – we don't have a plan. I got a question. Oh, I got a question. Crap. Right. See? Got a question. Corporate guys, he's ready. Got a question, right? Um, so listen, right? Cowboy fans bother me. They can be bothersome. They they can be with this doom and gloom attitude that the sky is falling, that the ship is sailing, all this, all this, you know, all this hurrah, right? Hoopla, pardon me. So you lose Amari Cooper, Leo Collins, Randy Gregory. Sure. On paper, in your brain, in theory, you would say that we got worse. 
But if there was an impediment to the Dallas Cowboys last year, it would be toughness, run blocking, and run defense. I think we got better at those. So would you say that the Cowboys have gotten better because you fix your weaknesses or are we worse because we lost three players? Dave, why don't you go? I'm not, I'm not quarterbacking this. By You're way. quarterbacking. This is, this is Jeff show the quarterback. That's don't give me. Quarterbacking looks like just by the way, don't get me wrong, but I just saw Jeff kind of waddling like, okay, now it's time for the content. What the fuck are we going to do? I just wanted to, you know what I mean? Throw a little alley for a second though, but, but I haven't talked to Jeff in months because he's a little different now. And you know, Dave is a friend now. So I'm probably going to talk to him a little bit more since he ain't, you know what I mean? But I, I would love to hear y'all's like thoughts on that though. Like, you know, have we gotten better by way of fixing our problems or are we just worse because we lost three players? The way that I look at this and like, I understand your logic. And I think that's probably similar. What their logic was is like, this can be addition by subtraction. Um, you know, we can get some big salaries off the books and maybe also get rid of some guys whose personalities don't clash with what we're looking for. And in the long run, maybe that's a great idea. Um, you know, like if, if you can find a, a like let's just say Jalen Tolbert turns into a star or, or, or at the very least like an above average type of starting receiver. That's great in the long run. Um, you know, I think we already feel decent about Terrence Steele, if not like outright good. My thing is, and that's what I keep saying, is like I think the Cowboys have like a two-year plan for being a better team than the one that just lost in the playoffs. Right now, they're not better. They're just not. Especially, And really, it's Amari more than anything for me. Like, I feel okay. I think, I think the trio of... Fowler, Sam Williams, and Dorrance, like that trio is enough to make me feel better about losing Randy. And then Terrence Steele, uh, that's fine. But really, I just think this receiver core is um, – maybe it's harsh to say that they're screwed, but like they're just not. They're just not better, and I don't see how they will be this season unless Jalen Tolbert is like the most amazing third-round rookie of all time. So that's that's my thing is like – I think they can be better because of this decision in the future, just not for this season that's about to start. I think they could be better this year, but it won't be because they're better on paper for sure. Like, I'm curious, Vach, you said they got better at run defense and run blocking. So you think Terrence Steele for Lyle Collins and rookie Tyler Smith for Connor Williams makes you a better run blocking team? So just with the whole Lael and Terrence Steele thing, I do think that Lael Collins is a better player, but we talking about like last year. So we talking about coming off the injuries, coming off the P test, coming off missing six games. Lael Collins, when he's in his groove and maybe he's had off season and maybe he ain't, you know, surgery hips and all that, maybe Lael is better than, than Terrence Steele. So I'm just comparing compromised Lael Collins from last year to Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele got a little better. His run game was a little better. You know what I'm saying? We did certain things to keep him solid in the passing game and all that so yeah terrence is is fine i think he's an adequate replacement i don't think he's layout but he's adequate um i don't think connor williams was was as bad as as you know cowboy fans you know made him think i, I actually you know defended connor williams a bunch he was one of my sons and people called me silly and goofy for doing so um but i think if you if you want more toughness in the run game or more movement in the run game not movement like blocking on second level type movement but movement like taking a fat kid and you know moving them from point a to point b type movement then maybe um you know tyler is a better option for you than connor williams connor williams ain't moving nobody he's more of a stretch blocker you know second level guy um and in turn go ahead jeff since you and yeah i think like i think connor was 
fine. Like he's sure. a fine starter. That's why he's now going to keep being a starter. Hell, he might be playing center, which tells you what's going on in the league is the entire league looked at him as like, he ain't that strong. Um, sure. And so I think the Cowboys just made a conscious decision that I don't know if Tyler Smith is going to be better than Connor Williams as a rookie, but mm -hmm. if he's going to lose, he ain't going to lose the way that Connor lost, which sure. was I'm not strong enough. And so now I'm grabbing people. He'll lose in different ways. Sure. Uh, the other one you said was run defense. Are you mm -hmm. just saying that because Gregory is gone? And you like either Dorrance or Sam Williams on run defense better? I think Dan Quinn did a lot of this amazing shit on the fly. You know what I mean? So if you just do that whole year two of a thing, just continue to get better thing, I think that's going to be a thing. But then we have to account for the offseason peanut butter and dudes that we missed last mm -hmm. year. So Neville Gallimore get to play 16 games, assuming that he doesn't get hurt. Demarcus Lawrence gets to play 16 or 17 games, assuming that he doesn't get hurt. Chauncey Golson put on 20 pounds. Neville put on an additional 20 pounds. Also, Diggy Zua gets offseason peanut butter. So in my mind, in my mind will be a, a bigger, more physical run defense. And, and look, all this is just me assuming because this is june 30th talking you know what i mean we we won't know shit until shit like starts shitting or whatever but just I'm in sorry my huh? huh we won't know what until what we we won't know shit until shit starts shitting okay <laughs> you know what i mean shit won't change until you get up and wash your ass you know what i mean um yeah. so so just just me just me assuming just trying to you know look at the different angles here. I don't want to just be doom and gloom cowboy fan. Oh shit, we lost three players. We suck now. Like, I, yeah, we lost three players, but shit's still changing on the defense or whatever. What I've been saying on the volume the past couple of weeks or whatever, college football teams don't just get better by transfer portal and like, you know, like freshmen and shit. They're like freshmen, sophomore, and junior players that are coming back next year that are going to be different. So if you just got to look at, oh, well, another year of Trey Diggs, another year of CeeDee Lamb, another year of Neville and Osa, what does that look like? I think that guys getting better can simply make your roster better uh, or just more better as opposed to the three dudes that, you know, just kind of dipped out. I really think the biggest variable that'll dictate how successful the Cowboys are, I mean, like the obvious ones are obvious, right? Like you need Dak to play well, of course, but like, Look at these last two draft classes. There's 20 of these fucking guys. There's 20 draft picks. Dave cussing his shit. <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead. I'm still getting used to, to this new world of mine, but there's there's 20 draft picks. They're all still here. Um, and and they like they need a lot of those guys to either continue to grow or do something. Like I've you know, my Obviously, had this amazing year. Needs to do it again. You need to finally, like, you need Gallimore to deliver that promise. You need Osa. Osa was like the most classic case of a guy hitting the rookie wall. Like, if you look at his production from weeks like one to six and then through the end of the year, it's crazy. Uh, you need him to pick up that, that, you know, ability to sustain that over the course of the year. You need more from Chauncey Golston. Um, and then obviously, this year's draft class. It would do wonders for the offensive line if Tyler Smith is good right away. Um, we don't need to get into Kelvin Joseph, but like anything you can get from him would be amazing. So like that's 20 players. I doubt they'll all be on the team by the end of training camp. Like some of last year's guys. Poor Simi. Yeah, I mean, like Simi, Simi's a guy that needs a great camp. How about Jabril Cox? Uh, he told me. I talked to him the last day before minicamp, and he told me, like, he expects to be to be ready to, to roll for training camp. Like, they didn't do much with him at, at OTAs. That was expected. Um, but, like, he's a guy that needs to have a great camp. So, 
I'm babbling, but like that's 20 dudes. If even half of them pick up the pace, then that could be a big deal. I love the idea that all those different young guys, like surely some of them are going to get better, but like the guys that you named off of the top there, Vach, like is Dorrance and Sam Williams going to play better football this year than Randy Gregory did? I think no. Will Terrence Steele play better football than Lyle Collins this year? I think no. Will Tyler Smith play better than Connor Williams did last year? I think maybe. And will Jalen Tolbert slash James Washington play better football than Amari Cooper did? No. And so how are you better or how can you be better is a combination of what we just talked about with all those young dudes getting better. And number two is that the team that scored the most points had the most yards quarterback threw 37 touchdowns and 10 picks. We all think that offense sucked last year because Dak was never the same after the first six weeks. You get Dak back. You get the good version of Dak back. Good calf, good calf. If you're going to get better than you were last year, it'll be because of Dakota. So just a follow-up question on something you said, though, Jeff, right? Just for, you know, both of y'all. Like, how much do we need from Fowler and Dorrance and Sam and who, whoever the fuck? How much do we need from them to... What's Sam's last name? Sam, Billy D, Williams, Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Whatever his name is, what do we need from those guys to be uh, to be what Randy Gregory was? Because I asked this last week on the volume at three p.m. Central. Um, what what do we what do we prefer from your from our pass rushers? Right, like would you rather the the big name, big presence dude that may not get you big production, or do you want the Trey Henderson type dude to just roll up and get you like 15 sacks, but you don't really hear, but you don't really think about him as a big Khalil Mack kind of guy, right? What makes me ask ask this, right? Randy Gregory was definitely a presence, but he got you six sacks. And there are some people on the internet that'll be like, well, Doris Armstrong can get you six sacks, but, but Randy's presence is different. So I guess I'm just asking y'all, what's more important, presence or the actual uh sack number because i think you can match randy gregory's production you can you can catch you can match the sacks you can catch his sacks right you can match the sacks but yes. you're not gonna match like pressure is production pressure is a thing pressure sure. is a thing that's mm-hmm. production and you're so, not gonna match that with the guys you got i don't think and like the guy, not, but you have you have michael parsons that's what you got the, you guy that's gonna michael replace, the guy that's gonna replace gregory from a present standpoint should be micah like that's the guy who's got that bendability who can just freak people out you can line them up wherever you want to uh so and that's why like i feel optimistic about those three uh sam dorrance and and dante i just need them to combine for like what i mean if the three of them can combine for like 15 to 20 sacks i'll take that because i you need to do enough that demarcus is facing favorable matchups and he can be a 10 sack type of guy and then I'm counting Ica to be in the 10 sack territory too. So yeah, I need those three to like, if they can get me to like 16, 17, I'd be pretty happy with that. I think that's formula, what Randy did. Go ahead. formula in the super chat. What are y'all's thoughts on the pass rush this year? I think that's kind of covered here. I actually think Fowler, Williams, D-Law, Micah, Dorrance will be pretty decent. It'll be pretty decent because Micah's the best pass rusher in the NFL. And Micah's. Mike is probably gonna rush more. You know what I mean? Like, like we ain't really getting to the like Mike was rushed for like like he, he had like 180 some attempts last year. Like he didn't get into the 300s like all the other pass rushes. Like you I, saw I'm that chart too, didn't you, Bosh? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's over there by himself on the yeah, chart. He's just out on an island by himself with yeah. like a third of the pass rush attempts. Well, and so, the way he talks, the way he talks is that they're gearing up for it. 
Yes, is what gives me optimism. Because yeah. I'm like, I don't know if you can repeat that because what if they don't have him rush quite as much? What if they, but he's in there talking about like, oh no, I'm a, I want to break the record. Which I'm like, is- oh, okay. That, that, yeah, I'm get 23. So that sounds like a guy who thinks he's going to be getting after the quarterback a little bit. I like 13 that. Sacks, 13 sacks on 180 some attempts is crazy. So if you give him 300, just imagine what that is. Go ahead, Dave. No, just that, like what I was saying earlier, that's why you need to grill Cox to show up to camp and look like a starter yes. because. If Mike is going to rush more, then you've got Leighton and Jabril Cox, who we feel good about, but we've barely seen play, and, like, uh, not a whole lot else. So Jabril Cox looking like a player would go a long way toward me being like, yeah, just throw Mike at line scrimmage. I don't give a damn about him playing linebacker. Next. Who is – we get to week three of training camp. Who are the three starting corners? Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, and Trey Diggs. Yeah, like every – we do this every year where people think that like – But status. it's a second-round pick. Like Kelvin was picked right around where Trayvon Diggs was picked. Shit. <laughs> they want him to start. Shit. But, but, but I mean, but oh, – so so that would take Brown to either roll over or or, or just not – It would be that Brown would then step inside and take Jordan Lewis's job like he did four years in a row when they competed for the – or three years in a row when they competed for the same job. I just, that's just, that's the one thing I wonder about. I know it's weird because how often do you cover a guy that like, what's the team thinking? Hey, you were hanging out in a car where somebody murdered a guy. Uh, does that, I don't know. Does that matter? Or do you get to camp and it's like, guys, it's our second round pick. Put him in. I don't I, know. I just, I'm going to go ahead and assume. I think, I think AB is a better player until proven otherwise. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't see a whole lot from Kelvin last year. And that, I mean, that wasn't all his fault. You just, but he, he certainly wasn't ready to come in right away, and I, I didn't see anything in OTAs. And yeah, like I, I don't know how much the, um, I don't know how much the 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 murder investigation, whatever, however you want to classify that, I don't know how much it has an effect, especially once you get to training camp and no discipline has been handed down or like anything like that. But I just, I think AB is a better player. If one of you guys' friend killed somebody and you were in the car, would you tell on him or would you wait until photos came out and they were like, hey, we need to talk to Vach. We need to talk to Hellman. Like, your picture's right here. If I answered the question now, they, they'll probably use it in a court of law. So I was going to say, you're not getting me to say that on the record. That depends completely on, like, who, like which one of my friends is in trouble, probably. It's like, me. If it's you, I'm selling you down You there. definitely killed the motherfucker. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling on your ass. You definitely did it's me <laughs> william thank you for the super chat appreciate, appreciate you um yeah i'd probably snitch i'd snitch i am not to jail for anybody man i am not going to jail for somebody else i'm sorry yeah i mean you just you shouldn't have killed anybody while i was hanging out with you that's kind yeah. of yes that's kind of your fault um send in questions because now I'm gonna kick my feet up. I'm kind of chilling. Um, see, that's what I was trying to do earlier, man. But you know, no, yeah, you guys started. That's a great it. job, Butch. Jeff got it. No, oh, it was a great job. Mm-mm. You did a wonderful job. Does Kelvin Mm-mm. want to be a starter? I think he might. Sure. Zeke got suspended. Got six games for doing nothing. If this man ain't suspended, it's gonna be nuts. Oh, Dave, the pass rush thing. I never asked you about this the last time we were talking because I don't know this. Did are they lining up on? sides in like OTAs and minicamp because like tank is the starting left end right end. I'm like, uh, it'll be Dorrance or Sam Williams or Fowler, but like who else is hanging out on the left? Yeah, it's, um, 
Bashing? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Dor- I forgot Dor- he existed. Dorrance has done a little bit of both. Like Dorrance flips and flops. I like. You, I, I saw him on both sides. Um, Sam predominantly was on the right, which makes sense. Like you probably just want your rookie to focus on on just get the quarterback. Um, although it did seem like Sam just kind of moved around a little bit. Like he's not Micah Parsons, but I could imagine I could imagine Quinn using Sam Williams like wherever he thinks the weak spot is, and even if that's like technically inside or whatever you know like this stuff is so fluid these days um i'm trying to think what else a fowler for that fowler predominantly played right from what i remember uh yeah i mean i think other than other than tank dorrance was like the main guy that i saw over on the left side when tank wasn't in formula is just throwing money at this thing thank you formula he said i'm throwing some cash at tj that'd be tiny jim which means that i have to now venmo dave because if you don't earmark it for Dave, I'm not giving it to Dave. That's wouldn't expect less. I just want you guys to know that. Uh, well, for the record, for the record, I am again in between jobs. Like as we get closer to the season, I will buy a damn mic and a freaking. I'll probably need to buy a Wi-Fi booster. I get it. Okay, Dave, get them to buy it for you, sir. That's what you got to do. Well, like, I'll just, yeah. I mean, I'll expense. Like it. we do here at the volume, you know what I'm saying? You got to get them to buy them. <laughs> Formula wants to know thoughts on three tech and one tech defensive tackles this year. Will Tristan Hill be back next year? Mr. King, King, what up? Yeah, uh, Tristan. Tristan probably get uh, cut expeditiously. Tristan would have to have a hell of a camp to uh, to not get cut. In my personal opinion, I think they like Ridgeway. I think Bo. Bo maybe on the block too. Uh, Carlos played well last year, so I mean, I mean, he's putting up a fight. I think three tech is interesting because Chauncey put on twenty pounds, so I don't know what his role is going to be because Dan Quinn got he he kind of got this plan with everybody, so I don't know if he's going to be like a big four eye kind of dude that plays three tech sometimes, or is he going to be a three tech three tech dude um, or anything like that? But I'm looking for Osa to be like three tech three tech guy, and since Neville put on an additional. Uh, 10 pounds of off-season peanut butter, put his ass at one take. That's just what, what makes sense to me. I think that's what's going to happen, too. And I, and I guess my part of my reasoning is just because I think those are your two best defensive tackles, and mm-hmm. there's no reason to have, like, no, 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 our one technique needs to be 10 more pounds, and so we're going to put this guy in. Like, I think if I had to pick right this second, I think Neville Gallimore is probably the best defensive tackle. And I hope that Osa is going to make a run at that, and then behind them, I think, I think their defensive tackles are blah. just like, yeah, we got some guys. I think they're they're very long on potential and very short on any kind of proven ability. Because even Neville, I mean, Neville missed most of last season. Again, Osa started strong, didn't, you know, he just kind of faded down the stretch. Uh, I, I just like to play the game of, like, who do I 100% believe will be here in September? And for me – don't I'm not worried about where they play or where they came from, but like I'm 100% confident Osa, Neville, Ridgeway. I'm 100% confident. Ridgeway? Yes. Go find the last. Go find the last rookie. Like they cut that. Like they don't cut fifth round pick as rookies. Yeah, I guess to me five is kind of the borderline. They they do not like cutting rookies. They, yeah. they very rarely do it. So yes, I think Ridgeway is here. Osa, Neville. I think Watkins is here. I thought he I thought he was very underrated piece of defense last year. And again, there's not a whole lot of proven ability um along with him. Bohana? Um, I don't think it's a given. 
Mm-hmm. I think once you get to your second year, then then all bets are off. Um, <laughs> They're like, no, we wanted to get the new the new one of you. Because um, Ridge way better than Bo is a rep, man. No, you know, literally, like, literally, they're like, yeah. yeah, like we loved you last year, but we just drafted another mean three hundred and thirty pounder. So, like, you know, we're good. Um, I guess if you want to throw Chauncey into that mix, then I think Chauncey will be here as well. So then, yeah, like Tristan Hill, Bohana. Am I forgetting anybody? I mean, those are those are the two that I look at where I'm like, I don't know. If you are in charge, this is Uppercut Cannon in the Super Chat. And Raymond on Facebook, how do I find your show, Jeff? Well, you obviously found it. Uh, YouTube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh, though. Oh, and I'm going to drop the link here in the comments for, uh, that is Dave Hellman's YouTube channel that's going to get started. Hey! Uh, he's going to let me, in, in for sharing these links, he's going to let me sleep on the floor in Oxnard. Absolutely. I don't have any money. Absolutely. Um, if you were in charge to sign one veteran free agent before the season started, who would it be? I need to look this up real quick. Is Will Fuller healthy, or is he not ready to start the season? I don't know. If, I, I don't know. I know he's had issues in the past. I don't know his. Okay, well, my just random one is if he's healthy, give me Will Fuller because the wide receiver group. Like, if Michael Gallup starts on PUP and you're going to go, like, six weeks of CD and Jalen Tolbert and James Washington, I don't love that. I don't love that at all. I would love to grab a veteran wide receiver that I think is better than at least one of them. And plus, it's not like even with the three, like how many snaps is Amari Cooper was he last year off the field, even when he was playing? 30% of the time? I need more receivers. I'll take Will Fuller. I think it's border, oh, sorry, Bob. Sorry. Uh, I just think I think it's borderline nuts that they feel okay about the receiver spot right now. Like when Gallup's back, cool. Gallup very likely isn't going to be ready for the season. Like, you're probably going to – and, of course, we could always be wrong. Like, maybe he just rehabs like a like a badass and he's ready. But I'm counting on Mike missing two to four games probably. And, like, so the fact that they're not – the fact that they haven't already done something is nuts to me. Like, I would get somebody in here. So when Tyron gets hurt, what are we doing? We going to roll out. There's another one. We going to roll out. We gonna roll out with Lesko, or we gonna try to find one of these old men? To- yeah, you might roll out Ty. You honestly, even as a rookie, it's a lot to be on his plate. But you might just slide Tyler Smith, and now Connor McGovern's playing left guard until Tyron's just, ready. I kind of just want Tyler Smith playing guard forever. I only like I, I've seen the film, and apparently we just do magical shit to people that just that just fix technique in five days or whatever. Well, here's the no, here's the other thing because like you mentioned it, we're like. Mm-hmm. Moving him to guard in theory is going to help Tyler Smith, right? Because yes. now you're in less space. But I love the point that I think Dane was the first one to self phrase it this way. But it's like, sure, you move him to guard and suddenly um, you're in more of a phone booth. But it also happens quicker now. Everything yes. happens quicker. You yes. are right here with this guy. If your technique isn't really, really good, to think that going to guard is just going to fix a guy, I think is crazy. <clears throat> So, you know, I'm glad that the early reports from people who have actually been out there watching them is that Tyler Smith looks good, but let's see when they're in pads in camp and let's see when they're going at it play after play after play, how quickly you can kind of fix an offensive lineman who had technique issues. I think Tyler is is um is gonna be fine with that inside like 
reactiveness stuff because even if he doesn't see it because seeing it is like half the battle but even if he doesn't see it he's athletic enough to get there and he's strong enough to block you without being fully in offensive line position you understand what i'm saying like if 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 he only gets to the back half of you i still think he's strong and nasty enough to like move you so i'm not worried about the inside stuff that's going on with like tyler i'm more worried about the technique and patience shit that happens on the island at left tackle that's different when you got a time when you're gonna punch and you might miss or you may have to punch at a certain angle but you may end up on the shoulder or something that's what's gonna really mess up uh mess up um uh tyler but in terms of like like phone booth wrestling i feel good about tyler you know just wrestling somebody in a in a in a closet i feel good about that i think i said this last time we did a show jeff and i have not been paying super close attention during my unemployment but like as far as I'm aware, Darren Williams is still unemployed as well, just sitting out there. Started every game for the Bills last year. Started like, yeah, he's, he's got 90 career starts. I mean, there are there are better options tackle available than what is on the Cowboys' depth chart right now. And I, again, think it's pretty crazy that they're just like, eh, Josh Ball and Matt Welletsko can probably do it. Aaron Emerson in the super chat. F what Philly talking about. This is the dream team. I think J Ron curse will be a legit pro bowler this year. That dive and pick he made on the sideline last year displayed his playmaking ability. Could he be elite this year? It's such a crazy, it sounds like a crazy question because I love that uh, J Ron curse turned into such a player. I don't think I've had worse notes on a prospect coming into the league than I did on J Ron curse. And I was like, man, this guy doesn't even look like he enjoys playing the sport. Uh, but then he made a career as a special teamer and his first real opportunity to be a starter. He was a tight end blanket, a hell of a run defender, just a really, really good player. Jaron Curse, I think after the year he just had, if he has another good year, I think he will be a pro bowler because I think the league knows that he was really good last year. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And so you do it again, unless they just pick all free safety and half field safeties for Pro Bowl, but like what he did on tight ends and what he did in the run game and even rushing the passer, J. J. Ron Curse is a baller. He was definitely a Pro Bowl last year. He was better than Jamal Adams last year. That ain't just me being homerish. Like you can look up the numbers. He was he was he was better than these people. It's just that he's J. Ron Curse. His name just doesn't come with you know notoriety or whatever. But yeah, I expect J. Ron to have another year in the system. Hopefully he's he's green dot guy and Micah doesn't have to think about much. And we'll just keep this thing going, you know, keep the continuity of this thing going. One thing I will say though, Jeff, is you is you can't keep beating yourself up for these ragged ass fans that's talking about some Jeff, you was wrong about J. Ron Curse, you was wrong about Micah. Parsons, you can't be responsible for. Oh it. no, I was laughing no, no. at myself. I don't yeah, care don't worry about, about them. Jeff, don't worry about it. You can't be responsible. You can't be responsible for what happens once they get to the lead. You wasn't wrong about Jay Runker because I saw the same shit on film, but he changed. He got different. Tyler Smith, look, he look, he, he t- technique terrible. Hands in the wrong place. I don't think he's a first round pick. They fix his hands. All of a sudden, you wrong. Nah, they fixed his hands. Like you, you, you can't be held accountable for that. So, Vach, yeah. are you really doing Muay Thai? It's from Alex, or do you just have a Muay Thai shirt? I've been doing Muay Thai since February, and I lost 30 pounds, and my kicks are uh, – well, my kicks on my right side are incredible, but my left are shit. So, yes, sir, I, I really do Muay Thai. Let's go, my dude. That's awesome. Look so, why cop? KD is here. KD is here. This great KD Drummond. Make sure you're checking him out. Catch this fade podcast and That's writing about the Cowboys on the Cowboys Wire. We're still evaluating this team's roster shortcomings which they rarely have any this glaring without addressing the elephant in the room. They likely aren't trying to win. Okay, they're trying to win. We're just terrified that they're not doing the smartest things to win. 
Like this is, I, I I agree that this is the, it's hard to think back and remember how you felt about every year, but going into this season, there's a chance they're not good enough at linebacker to let Parsons rush the passer. There's a chance they're not very good at wide receiver for four to six weeks. There's a chance that their right tackle doesn't play well. There's a chance that their rookie left guard doesn't play well. It, I, like, I agree with everything about this team looks on paper less prepared depth-wise than I'm used to. I just can't take it the extra step of they're not trying to win. I straight up think, I mean, of course they're trying to win. I said this at the top of the show. I think they've got like a two or three year plan for improving the team. And part of that plan is on paper anyway, taking a step back, like just in terms of the talent level. And I think in their head, they think we still play in a crappy division. Like we can still win this division. We still got a quarterback that can make a difference. And there's probably maybe even the idea of like, if this quarterback is as good as we think he is, he should be able to accommodate for some of these shortcomings, which I don't think that's a terribly fair thing to do to Dak, but people say that type of shit all the time. They're like, well, you're worth $40 million. Make up for our shortcomings. Um, so, yeah, I think they're trying to win, but I think all of that plays in where they're like, okay, we can get better in the big picture if we do this stuff now and we can still compete. Like, we don't have to, like, blow anything up we can still win nine, 10 games with this roster and get into the playoffs uh, with an eye on getting much better in 2023 and 2024. Do you think that this defense will be good enough to carry this offense if it's shitty? Now, the offense ain't going to be shitty. The offense is going to be a top. Losing Cooper doesn't push you out of the top 10, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they were number one. That's what I'm saying. So losing Cooper. We we act like they sucked. They were number one. Right. So losing Cooper would probably make you, what, like a top six or something? So with a top six offense, and like like I said, your defense is going to continue to get better, in my personal opinion. I just think one more year of Dan Quinn just doing that magical shit that he does would just, you know, bump his defense up to maybe a little 10th, ninth ranked, 10th, ninth ranked defense. I think that's enough. I think that's good. I think that'll be good. It just scares me because – uh, defensive consistency is a hard thing to count on. Like, sure. they're so – I mean, the the stats out there, I don't have it in front of me, I'm sorry, but, like, like the last, like, 10 teams to lead the league in takeaways regressed significantly just because that's how it works. You don't get passes bounced into guys' hands. You don't have a cornerback who gets 11 – you know, you can be the best cornerback in the league and not get 11 picks. That barely – that rarely happens. Like, Xavier Howard and Trayvon Diggs getting double-digit picks – I think that's the first time that it happened in a decade. Like usually the NFL leaders at like six to eight. Uh, so I just think you're bound to see some regression. I don't think you can count on that across the board. I still think Dan Quinn's a good coach. I think their defense will be fine, but uh, I, don't, I just, I don't think you can count on it. Yeah, I don't. And I don't think the defense can be good enough to carry the offense. Cause I just think that that's super rare in the NFL anyway. Like nobody without a good offense is going to make any noise in the NFL. Um, And yeah, like the, the really hard part is going to be repeating 11 picks, repeating leading the league in turnovers, repeating what Micah did, I think is actually a given pretty much if he stays healthy, because that's just who he is. Like Mm -hmm. the passing game and interceptions can be more random. Micah Parsons running towards your quarterback. He's going to get the same results. I think every year he's going to be a badass. but can you get that many turnovers? Probably not. Will you be the number one DVOA defense in the league? Probably not. 
So I count on the quarterback. Quarterback's going to be better. But that's where the that's where the front office, like, I'm the most lenient on the Cowboys front office guy ever because, like, I look at it and I'm like, man, year after year, they field a competitive team. Outside of quarterbacks getting hurt, they've missed the playoffs, like, once in the last eight to ten years. Yeah. Um, but this time they did because they didn't want that person on their team. They got worse at right tackle and worse at receiver on purpose just because they didn't want those guys on their team. Um, so they're setting themselves up to where if Dak can't make it work with what they're giving him at wide receiver and what they're giving him on the offensive line, then even people like me who say that this front office does a pretty good job, it'll be time to tee off. Hold on. That's how it punctuates that. Perfect. That's how it punctuates Make or break isn't the right way to phrase it. That's a cliche anyway, but I just think – there's there's a lot of pressure on this team, uh, the way last season ended, the, what they're putting on other people. I mean, I know Jerry Jones came out and, like, downplayed the Marthy situation a week or two ago, but, like, ton of pressure on that guy. Ton of pressure on that guy. And, um, yeah, I'll just, I, I, I think it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I just think this, this season has some disaster potential. Uh, or, or maybe you could really see some guys rise to that pressure and really surprise a lot of people, myself included. The NFC East kind of makes you disaster proof though. Unless, I mean, here's the thing is it's possible. The Eagles are going to be good. If, if Jalen hurts is a good NFL quarterback, the Eagles could win the East. If Carson Wentz is capable, Washington could be decent to good. Look, the way their defense played last year, so terribly, they shouldn't do that again, and they've got weapons, and they can block. If Carson Wentz is worth a crap. Carson uh, they, Wentz quietly had a pretty solid season for Indy. Like, it blew up at the end of the year. I get it, but. It, it's weird because he had a good statistical. Like, if you look at the statistical, just here's his yards and completion percentage, all that, it's like, that's pretty darn good. But I feel like he was very Jimmy G-ish, where they were like, yeah, he's decent until you ask him to do something, and then yeah, it's like, eh. He's 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 good for two or three big farts a game too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think Carson Wentz is very good, but I think there's enough talent there that if he can, kind of like Jameis Winston, it's like if you can just avoid your worst instincts, you should. Uh, they they should be pretty decent, I think. And then keep in mind, the whole NFC East gets to play the AFC South, which yeah. is like three gimme wins or should be, um, and then they all get to play easier games in the NFC. You know, the Cowboys have the Packers and the Bucks and the Rams and somebody like Philly and Washington gets the way easier versions of those games. So I think the Cowboys are the team to beat in the East, but I don't think the gap is all that wide right now. TC in the super chat, Dave, any word on Cox being ready to go week one, Jabril Cox? You said he sounded like he'll be ready for camp, right? I talked to him. Um, I I spoke with him on the last day of minicamp, and I don't want to, like, put words in his mouth. Like, I don't know if he's going to be ready for day one of camp. Like, I think they'll probably try to ease him in the way they did with Blake Jarwin last year. But, yes, I absolutely expect him to be ready to go at camp at some point. Landlord from Alabama, super chat. I think we'll be okay. All we have to do is be more balanced. If the wide receiver is not as good as we hope, and the D will be better in year two under Dan Quinn, muscle emoji, 100 emoji. Vach, is there anywhere else you would like to go before I just hit the end button? 
Um, shit, hey man. Uh, Content for- creators, baby, you stop whenever you want. Follow me on Vach Lombard on YouTube, and uh, I go live Monday through Friday on the volume at 3 p.m. Central. That's the volume on YouTube. Like, turn up the volume on the fucking remote volume. Uh, that's Colin Cowherd Network. We're doing, we doing good things over there. Shouts out to you. Appreciate you. And there's Haven. Haven Delman, is there anything you'd like to say here? I'm going to put your link in the chat again. We need to get people to subscribe to Haven Delman's YouTube. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it uh, just for the person who kept asking. I saw it. Um, Rico Dowdle, he was out at minicamp. He didn't do it. Like, he's, he's still rehabbing. Like He did not practice in the offseason program that I remember. Um, keep an eye on that for camp. I, I don't have much of an update other than to say he wasn't on the field doing a whole lot at camp. But it's easy to forget with Zeke and Tony being as good as they are. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the situation is at the back end of the depth chart. Like, Dowdle and Jaquan Hardy – was out with an injury for most of his for most of uh OTAs too. So like I have no clue who the third running back will be right now. I hope Dowdle's ready for camp, uh, because I do think he's good. Votch war call for the one time from Eddie. Uh <laughs> salute my guy. Appreciate it. David, are you gonna release a video? That's so awesome. Uh, my hiatus ends next week. My first, I start with Fox next week officially. Uh, so I will hopefully have a lot of information soon about uh, what that's going to look like. But I will be back. I will be back on the grind before you know it. Don't even worry. Why do they hire us in the off season when we ain't got shit to talk about? Like at least wait till till some content get going, man. We just oh, gonna no. be mailbagging the shit out y'all, man. We ain't gonna. No, say, you don't like money. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, I I haven't written a story in, like, three weeks. Uh, we went to Six Flags. We went to Six Flags. Like, I'm, I'm rested and ready, baby. So, uh, when I do finally get started, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be full steam ahead. I love this group of people. Haven Delman earned every F and bit of it, moving up in the world, getting his, guy, getting bag, are, getting his monies. Thanks. I love you, Dave. Dave, I love you. I'm so proud of David Hellman. It's the that is one of the most talented, mm. good-hearted, real-life people on mm. the planet, and he deserves every bit of it. And he mm. doesn't love hearing it. Wow. And Botch Lombardi is mm. one of the sweetest men on planet Earth, and went and got it and built it through YouTube, and now is a full-blown corporate sportsman. Not actually corporate. Botch is a badass, and I love him, and I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of me. And let me tell you about Jeff. Jeff said, fuck them people. I want to do what makes me happy. I want to do what makes me smile. I want to do what makes me less depressed. And you know what? It's scary. The shit's terrifying. All this security that I have, all these benefits and insurance that I have, I'm not I'm not having fun with all this shit. It's tedious. It's monotonous. I don't love it. I'm not happy here. You know what Jeff did? Jeff said, fuck all that security. I'm doing what makes me happy, cuz. War call for fucking Jeff, cuz. We love seeing our people succeed. Y'all are my people. Upper cut, Jeff, Jeff too, bro. Love, love you, you too, Jeff. Love you too, Dave. Day ten on the nicotine patch. Yeah, Day 10. What are you doing, Jeff? Day ten on the nicotine patch. Shut up, man. Oh, sorry. I didn't, put, I didn't get the nipple out. I didn't get the nipple out. Shut up, now. Okay, everybody have a great day. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. One time for the Oski Oskis and the Peace Kiwiskis. Volume. Sometimes the, you know, the, the, what is it? The California stuff had to buy a $10 plane ticket for 15. Listen, have a good day and love people. Be cool. Love you. Bye. Yeah. Love you too, buddy.
put a $15 play. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.